Good afternoon from the University of Southern California and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Thursday, February 12th, 2015. I'm David Hadari. Parents and teachers from LAUSD schools gathered this morning to push to improve learning conditions across the district. Abby Flaxer reports from South LA. Parents and teachers chanted outside Carver Middle School before classes this morning, demanding a better learning environment for students. Teachers Union head Alex Caputo-Pearl says Carver has suffered for years from high student-to-teacher ratios, a lack of cleanliness, and low teacher salaries. He believes now is the time for the school board to take action. We need lower class sizes, we need nurses and librarians and counselors, a competitive salary, and we're fighting for working conditions that educators can work in and students can learn in. Christian Zimmerman has taught at the school since 2009. He says his student test scores and learning have suffered from overcrowding. We're doing everything and we're not being compensated for it and ultimately the kids aren't getting the best service that they that they could get if we were fully staffed. LAUSD Superintendent Ramon Cortinas met with teachers union representatives this afternoon to continue negotiations. Abby Flaxer, ARN. The ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach will partially shut down for four days amid the ongoing pay dispute between dock workers and their employers. Employers allege that longshoremen have slowed down their work rate as a pressure tactic. The local union denies a work slowdown. Negotiations between the two sides have dragged on for nine months, but union representatives announced today that fresh talks have been scheduled. Retailers estimate they will lose $7 billion this year. Children are the focus of a new California agency. As Tara Campbell reports, California Attorney General Kamala Harris unveiled the Bureau of Children's Justice today. Our children matter, and if we are truly going to live up to the ideals of our state, we can't marginalize issues that impact children. Some of the issues the new Bureau plans to address are foster care, juvenile justice, truancy, and human trafficking. The goal is to coordinate with nonprofits when it comes to protecting the safety and legal rights of children. Thomas Sains of the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund says children are critical to the future of California. When we fail to protect the rights of children, we ensure decades-long ramifications of that failure. Attorney General Kamala Harris says she wants to prevent crime before it happens. I took an oath to concern myself with the safety of everybody in the state. And there is a real direct connection between this issue of these children and who's going to end up being a victim of crime or perpetrator of crime. As a first step, the Bureau sent a letter to all 58 counties, urging them to evaluate their current foster youth policies and practices. Tara Campbell... Annenberg Radio News. The LAPD is offering $50,000 for information leading to the arrest of a South LA shooting suspect. Diana Lee reports. Moses Nelson was shot dead on November 23rd in South Los Angeles. Detective Leonardo McKenzie says witnesses have come forward, but no one has been able to identify the suspect, who was videotaped riding a bicycle by a neighbor. The suspect produced a handgun and shot Mr. Moses several times in the upper torso, causing his death. Detective McKenzie says in these types of cases, getting critical information can be difficult. People may not always want to reach out in fear of retaliation um, from neighborhood gangs. Police say the suspect was a black male, about 25 to 30 years of age, 5 foot 8 and 170 pounds. Diana Lee, Annenberg Radio News. Secretary of Homeland Security Jay Johnson was in Los Angeles today. He and Mayor Garcetti announced the expansion of Deferred Action for Immigrants. Parents with sons and daughters who are citizens are now eligible to stay in the United States and receive a work permit. 
The new policies will also remove the qualification for parents who were born on or before 1981. Muslims in Los Angeles and around the country are raising the fear of hate crimes after the shooting of three Muslim students in North Carolina. The USC Muslim Student Union held a vigil last night for the victims. Nashwa Akhtar is a member of the group. We want to make sure that we have a sense of community so that people, at least at USC, within our community, don't feel like they're threatened or their danger. A vigil will be held tonight at 6.30 at the Islamic Centre of Southern California on Vermont Avenue. Protesters surrounded City Hall today, calling on the LA City Council to take action against wage theft. Jerry Barnes has more on the story. Love was in the air today as local activists gathered around City Hall. Some handed out valentines with notes calling on council members to join them in the fight against wage theft. Wage theft can come in the form of employers refusing their workers overtime pay or violating minimum wage laws. Sophia Chang, who organizes for restaurant workers, was at the protest. Valentine's Day is coming up in a couple days, and the city council keeps breaking our hearts, making promises that they are going to pass legislation to end wage theft, and they do nothing. So we said, stop breaking our hearts and also go out on a date with us. Protesters say Los Angeles is the wage theft capital of the nation. They claim there is $26 million in wage theft every week. That would amount to more than $1 billion annually. Rebecca Ronquillo with the Koreatown Immigrant Workers Alliance is calling for better enforcement of labor laws. We want responsible uh, businesses to be part of this fight because it will benefit all of us. The council members we reached out to were not available for comment. Jerry Barnes, Annenberg Radio News. The UC Board of Regents today released a study showing that UC out-of-state tuition is the third highest in the country. Students not from California paid $23,000 more than residents. State legislators have proposed a $5,000 hike for out-of-state tuition if state funding is not increased. Critics argue the rise could scare off out-of-state students. Even with an increase, some state lawmakers say that UCs are still a good bargain. For those of you out there having serial withdrawals, it probably came as a great relief in November when the podcast's makers announced a second season. At a recent Penn State event, host Sarah Koenig mentioned that she still has yet to find the new season's subject. Rania Aniftos has more. This is a Global Link prepaid call from... For 12 weeks in the fall, listeners were glued to each serial episode as it dissected the case of Adnan Saeed, who was serving a life sentence for murdering his high school sweetheart. Serial has had over 68 million downloads, making it the most listened to podcast to date. Due to its popularity, Serial will release a second season, but executive producer Sarah Koenig is not sure what story she will follow yet. We asked USC students what story they would like to hear. I always love Italian mob stuff. I think a day in the life of an aid worker would be cool, kind of following their day-to-day routine and the challenges that they face abroad. I mean, I think since they did, kind of like the mystery, suspense, they should keep it in that, but maybe add a little horror, horror element to it, make it a little bit of a thriller. Following crime, like, in a certain city, I would probably listen to that. The public has spoken, but season two won't be released until later in 2015. Rania Niftos, Annenberg Radio News. Today marks Abraham Lincoln's 206th birthday. Eliana Velasco has some interesting facts about the man behind the beard. Although best known for the Emancipation Proclamation, here are lesser known facts about our 16th president. The man was a suffragette. He believed women should be able to vote. He was also a wrestler, and 11 years after his death, grave robbers tried to steal his body. But before becoming president, he was a licensed bartender.
So before the day ends, make sure to raise a glass for the man of the hour. Eliana Velasco, Edinburgh Radio News. I'm guessing all the time. If you've ever wondered about the origins of curious words and phrases, here's Sarah Collins with today's root source. Take a look at the word rhythm. Hearing a good rhythm is satisfying, and having it is even more coveted. Why else would so many people write songs bragging? I got rhythm. I got music. The no-vowel disyllabic stems from the Latin word rhythmus, meaning movement in time, and the Greek word rhythmos, a measured flow or movement. Makes sense, considering this flow. If you're feeling down, the man in black Johnny Cash says rhythm's the cure for any bad day. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. Rhythm is a strong and repeated pattern of movement or sound, and is arguably one of the best parts about music. Why do we resonate with it? Well, we do have a rhythm pumping through us nonstop, making similar sounds pretty comforting. In the summer of 2013, USC graduate student Kopal Khanna worked for a nonprofit in India. The organization helped women in jail whose families often abandoned them once they got locked up. The condition in these jails is the backdrop for Kana's fictional book, Almost Whole. Kana sat down with Victor Figueroa to talk about her book. I'm sitting here listening to you describe the conditions in Indian jails, and I kind of find that the story is powerful enough on its own. So really, why write a fiction book Instead of a non-fictional account of your experiences. Honestly, for me, it's if I see a book which is called Life in a Jail, I will probably not pick it up myself. Because what do you do? Like everybody hears these cases every single day in the news. People in India know that the conditions in jails are not good. Our court system is not that great. They're really lacking in a lot of things. So it's probably not a book people would pick up. My idea was to make the book emotional and powerful so that when people read it they can relate to the characters that strongly that at the end of the book they actually feel that connect with them so I wanted to make people understand this thing through a journey of of these two people who are in the jail and the conversations they're having they're talking about their life they're talking about how they feel they're talking about what they want to do they're talking about their dreams and these are the things which I won't be able to relate to a prisoner or person in the jail right but I can relate to a student who's caught up in the jail or a 12-year-old child because I've been there. It's just about I wanted to make it really relatable so that it touches people and they actually realize what the issue is. So hold on, hold on. You're saying that the children are living in the jail with the mother? How how does that work? Yeah, it's, it's really complicated. So um, it's usually that. So the mother is the one who's supposed to take care of the children. Uh, in these cases, usually the father is not earning well, is an alcoholic, is probably in the jail too. So there are a lot of these cases where the child does not have anybody, any relatives or any family members to take care of him or her. So the norm is that till the age of 13, they're supposed to live with their mothers in the jail. After that, they are sent to a children's home. And and so what inspired you to... Uh, do a book with a 23-year-old and a child, like, what inspired you for this, the fictional premise mm-hmm. of your book? Mm-hmm. 
the child the inspiration actually comes from somebody i met in the jail a child that i actually met in the jail and the story of kali the character is actually somewhat the story of that child the 23 year old i think it comes because i'm 23 year old right so i just wanted to make it sound as real as possible i did not want to talk about a 50 year old because then people would be like how do you know what happens when you're 50 you know how do you know what one feels like when you're 50 so i wanted to talk about it from my perspective so even though the 23 year old is not me but i just know what a 23 year old old would feel like in that situation without giving away too much of the book is there a specific passage that you wrote that really touched you that you like you're just like man <laughs> <laughs> i wrote the crap out of that i <laughs> excelled in life when i wrote that yeah so it's um so with me usually i've been i've been writing since like i was 10 or something but never have i ever cried while writing so i think there came a point when i was like more than halfway through the book and um I had been really stuck. I was having a major writer's block. I think I had my thesis to write, I had everything, and I was like, "No, I need to figure out what happens to this girl now. I need to figure out." Like there were all sorts of things going on in my head, and then I finally just sat. I remember, I think I was in uh, in London in Saint James Park, and I'm just writing, and I wrote I think 500 words straight, and then I and I realized I'm crying. Like shit. Okay, I must have written something. <laughs> so I think that was my moment when I'm like, okay, maybe I'm actually created something which is really close to my heart, and I was. I think that was the one time in this entire process I'm like okay I'm proud of you Kopal you did something. <laughs> so yeah I think that was my moment. That is uh Kopal Kana. You got it. Yes. Kopal Kana uh here she's a USC grad student who just wrote this uh wonderful book Almost Whole. She's a pretty cool 23 year old. Thank right. you Victor. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Not that cool. The full version of that interview by Victor Figueroa will be available on Annenberg Radio's Match Volume podcast. There will be a book discussion for Almost Whole on Tuesday at in USC's Wallace Annenberg Hall Auditorium at 4.30. Having some Fifty Shades of Grey style fun this weekend? Generally, how you would hit someone with this is just with the leather part. So you're just, you know, tapping someone like this. That's it for this Thursday. All of us here at Annenberg Radio News, I'm David Darling.